Hi and welcome to Woodside Weekly, bite-sized, digestible, authentic English, straight to your inbox. Grown-ups are always right. Or are they? Grown-ups is another way of saying adults, and when you're a child, you tend to refer to adults as grown-ups. So when you're a child, you're surrounded by adults, and you're given lots of advice from them. They generally have the best of intentions, and like to give advice. But there are things that we've been told since we were tiny that are simply not true. Can you remember any of the things that your mom, your dad, granddad or grandma told you that you believed for years and years? I mean, you might even still believe them now. And you weren't told them because your mom, dad, grandma or granddad was telling you out of badness. They truly, honestly believed what they were telling you. So I'm not talking about whether Father Christmas or the Tooth Fairy existed. I'm talking about all kinds of common, everyday misconceptions. Today, we're going to be looking into some of the most common misconceptions that we grow up believing, and some of us may still believe. Keep on listening to find out more. The first one, let's begin with chewing gum. So if you were actually allowed to chew chewing gum as a kid... I'm sure you heard one of your elders tell you not to swallow it because if you did, it would stay in your stomach for seven years. And if you swallowed lots of chewing gum, it would accumulate and your digestive system would not work properly. And, well, guess what? This is simply not true. Common sense leads us to believe that it is obviously better not to swallow chewing gum in big amounts because it simply can't be digested properly. After all, it is made from a type of plastic called gum base and obviously other ingredients to make it sweet and appealing. The thing is, it just travels through our digestive system, just as any other undigestible matter does, and it's eliminated through faeces, as usual. It certainly doesn't have anything in it that would make it settle in your stomach for seven years. And I wonder why we've been told seven years and not eight or nine, for example. Anyway, talking about chewing, did you know that there's an expression in English which is to chew over? And it means to think about something. And it's usually when we're thinking about something difficult, a difficult decision that we have to make or a problem that we have to find a solution to and that needs thinking about before we take any action. So, let me give you an example. I need to chew over this job offer before I accept it. It would mean moving to another country. Now, in this part of the audio, I just want to draw your attention to the pronunciation of chewing. It's not chewing. It's chewing. Chewing gum. To chew. Chew. And also, I'd like to draw your attention to the pronunciation of stomach. Stomach. Not stomach, right? Stomach. Stomach. The second thing I'd like to talk to you about today is, I'm sure, like me, you have always been told to be very careful around bulls, and even more so if you wear the colour red. Now, yes, bullfighters traditionally use a triangular cape 
and it's obviously red, a red triangular cape, to get the bull's attention. But it's not because bulls are attracted to red, or because it makes them more angry, or because it makes them more aggressive. Red is actually used because it's not a colour that bulls are used to in their natural environment. So they can distinguish it, they can notice it, because it's not what they're used to. And obviously then we have the element of the movement of the cape, which also helps to get the attention of the bulls as well. Do you know the expression like a red rag to a bull? We use this expression when we're talking about something that may make someone have a very angry reaction or may make someone get very, very upset. For example, don't mention the football match to him. It's like a red rag to a bull. So don't talk about football to him because he's going to get angry. Don't talk about politics to them. They don't share our political views. So it's like a red rag to a bull. Now, let me draw your attention now to a couple of words from this part of the audio. So first of all, I use the word rag. Now rag is a piece of cloth. Okay, it's a piece of cloth that we no longer use. For example, if we've got an old t-shirt and we rip it up into rags to clean the window with, for example. So the pronunciation is rag, not rach. Rag. Rag. Be careful with the pronunciation of natural. It's not natural, it's natural. Natural. So red is not a colour that bulls are used to in their natural environment. And then I'd like to draw your attention to the word environment. It has an N in the middle. Normally in English when we have the suffix meant, there's an N before it. And that N is silent. So it's environment, government, not environment and not government. Environment, government, rag, natural, environment, and government. Another really, really common thing was you were probably told as a kid when you sat at the dinner table and you were messing about cracking your knuckles and really like amazed by the loud sound you could make by cracking your knuckles, you were probably told not to do it as it would give you arthritis. But guess what? It's another myth. In actual fact, we were probably told not to do it because it can be somewhat annoying. What actually happens when we crack our knuckles is that we release a gas from our joint called nitrous oxide. And this is perfectly normal and will apparently not cause damage to the joint and will almost certainly not cause arthritis. Now, if you didn't know the word knuckle, this is the part of the hand where the fingers join the main part of the hand. It's a joint. And a joint is the point in the body where two bones are connected. So your knee is a joint, your elbow is a joint, your knuckles are a joint. Do you know the expression in English to knuckle down? That means to get to work and concentrate and make an effort on a specific task. So she had to knuckle down and write her thesis in order to meet the deadline. So to knuckle down, 
to get to work, work hard, concentrate and make a big effort. Where are you going with that wet hair? You will catch your death. You will end up with a cold. Go and dry it with the hairdryer. So we were always told that if we went out with our hair wet, we would catch a cold. But colds are actually caused by viral infections, not from going out with wet hair. Colds are spread by other infected people coughing and sneezing. However, if you do go out in freezing temperatures with wet or damp hair, you may actually become more susceptible to getting ill because bacteria, as we know, love wet and damp conditions to breed in. Now in English we have an idiom which is to catch your death. It's an idiom that's used to mean that you can become very ill or in extreme cases even die as a result of getting cold. It basically means you'll get sick, you need to be careful. So a typical phrase that you may hear from a parent would be, put a coat and hat on or you will catch your death. It's minus five degrees outside right now. Now the next one, remember those summer holidays, sitting there getting bored out of your brains while the grown-ups had a nap, waiting for those endless two hours to pass after lunch so you could get back in the swimming pool or go and have a swim in the sea. And it was all because you were told that you would get cramp and potentially drown if you got in the pool or the sea even a minute before the two hours were up. Not good. So there was no swimming after eating because it was dangerous. But guess what? Yeah, you're right. It's actually a myth. There is no specific evidence to back this up. What is actually more concerning than jumping in the pool straight after eating is actually jumping in the pool or in the sea when there's a huge or drastic temperature change. Going from very hot and jumping into a very cold pool or sea may cause nausea, a variation in blood pressure, and you could drown if you were to lose consciousness from the sharp temperature change. Now I use the word cramp. Now we talk about cramp when muscles suddenly tighten and they limit your movement and it causes a lot of pain. So maybe sometimes when you're in bed, you get cramp in your leg and that's when the muscle contracts, tightens, you can't move it and you feel a really sharp pain. That's cramp. You can get cramp in your stomach and pains in women's stomach during their periods are also called cramps. Now I'd like to teach you another expression. Do you know the idiom to be swimming in something? If you say that someone is swimming in something, it means that they have too much of something. Just listen to this example. The Daltons are now swimming in money. They won the Euro Million lottery last weekend. This next one is connected to food. Now, cooking tips are everywhere. However, they're not all as reliable as perhaps they could be. A lot of people really recommend washing raw chicken before using it. Remember, raw is when something's not cooked. So this is one of the most dangerous things that you can do, according to food safety experts. The thing is, when you cook chicken, the heat generally kills all the bacteria anyway. 
And by washing the chicken, you can potentially splash salmonella and other bacteria around your kitchen and contaminate surfaces, worktops and tiles. And the bacteria can live on them and contaminate future meals, which can be extremely dangerous. A worktop in the kitchen is the flat surface where you prepare everything, such as cutting ingredients, etc. The worktop is the part of the kitchen where you do all the work. Do you know the idiom to be a spring chicken? It means to be young, but it's normally used negatively to say that someone is no longer as young as they used to be. He's no spring chicken anymore. I think he'll be 67 this year. So as you can see, there are many things that we've been told for years and years that simply aren't true. Can you think of any others? And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening to Woodside Weekly. I'll be back again next week with more. If you did enjoy the podcast, then please remember to like and share. Thanks for listening.